Aloha and welcome to a dose of positivity. I am your host Donna Maltz, known to many as Mama Donna, and each week I invite positive, knowledgeable guests to share their wisdom, passion, inspiration, and their determination to positively impact our world. You will meet the most incredible social and environmentally responsible activists, artists, entrepreneurs, musicians, health and wellness advocates, making a difference with their lives and their careers. The goal here is to bring you more positivity into your life. We invite you to share your goodness and inspiration, ask questions, and please invite others who are looking to be part of a positively positive transformation. Thank you for joining us. Now it is time for a dose of positivity. Aloha, everybody. Welcome to another exciting, positive episode of A Dose of Positivity. And I am so excited. I want to welcome everybody who's on the call in and everybody who is listening to the replay. I just want to thank you all so much for showing up and also for people who are writing comments either on our podcast or our YouTube station. It really helps me decide which kind of guests you are most interested in listening to. As you know, my guest list is is broad, but very specific. Everything boils down to positivity. And I invite change makers, thought leaders, and nutritional health professionals to come on to help all of us stay healthy so that we have the fortitude to be those change makers and thought leaders that the world needs so much more of. And I am forever grateful to you all and before we get started, as people come in, when you're listening to the replay, I know a lot of people have, um, this is a funny time of day. And, um, but it's to me, it's very, very uh, important to, for everybody to realize this is a live. We start out live, we get things in the chat and we encourage everybody who doesn't have the opportunity to come on live, um, to put your comments in um, the YouTube section or the podcast, because I answer every single one of them. And Aaron Smith is in the house. That's so awesome. So today's topic is really interesting. We went from Sally Fallon to inviting Tina Hull on, who is an empath, which really, when it comes right down to it, Sally Fallon is too. And most all the guests who I am inviting on, including Alan Cohen, who's coming up, Alvita Soleil, who's coming up, Sharon Sawyer. These are all just, I'm getting goosebumps right now, just thinking about the incredible people I, we are booked with uh, uh, speakers till the middle of summer uh, right now. And I am always open to new guests. And that's why you guys who are solid every week on live, the more I hear from you, what you want to hear about, the, the more uh, excited I can be to, to, to bring that to you. And as long as we're talking about holistic health, nature therapy, and living like the future matters, that's where all our conversations conversations come back to. And part of what Tina is gonna be addressing today is really uh, being empathic about what we eat and how that affects our health. Being empathic about, or having empathy of what we feed our minds. Having empathy for what we do. 
on a daily basis that fortifies us or drains us. And how, if you guys read my post this week, um, and if you haven't, make sure you put your email or give us your email and we'll send it to you. And here comes an empath coming in. Razelle is coming on. I'm so glad you're here. Awesome. Um, you, you, you will have, it's really a good read. And especially if you're not sure if you're an empath here. And so, sort of like a lot of people, when they get to be 40, 50, 60, even 70 years old, all of a sudden they wake up one day and they listen to something on Dr. Oz or they read an article and it's on about ADHD and adults or um, some other disorder, disorder, meaning you don't fill in the order of a confinement of society, you have a disorder. Well, an empath is sort of the same thing. It's a misdiagnosed, it's not somebody you know, we all have that capacity, like that sixth sense, that intuitive energy, which has been really drained out of us. And I'm going to share this very brief reading because there's more, a few more people coming in. I want to make sure everybody hears every word that Tina has to say. So I'm going to read you this. This was a time in my life when I didn't have empathy for myself. I was completely at the lowest point in my life. Um, this close, I, not from taking my life, but thinking that, hey, it might not be such a bad idea. And I'm sure everybody has thought about that at some point in their life. Maybe not everybody, but. So I'm gonna read this little section and it's the time when I realized, I started to realize that there was, uh, maybe I wasn't empath without even understanding the term or the label for who I was. Okay, this was a time when I got up to 205 pounds. I was fat, sick, barely alive. Um, I was a fitness instructor. I owned a restaurant, had a child, but I had fallen and, and, and really um, messed up my knee and my back. And I got um, too much shit for being a soul to soul entrepreneur. I had this organic natural foods restaurant in the 80s and this is in the early 90s when this started happening to me. I was so tired of people challenging me because I was ahead of my time, right? So I, I went into the depths of despair and that's why if you haven't read this this book, I put my jacket on, you're going to want to read this book. See why I'm such a shining light now? It's because I went down the shitter and I'm back up again. So now here, here it comes. I would rise like a phoenix and I would let old growth die. Not willing to be empty and disconnected from my truth, friends and family, I acknowledged the signs and surrendered. This took doing the work. I assessed the trauma head on, which came with anger and joy. It was time to reclaim my pride and dignity. As my mother had taught me on her darkest hour, I had gotten the successful business thing down from my mother. And now it was time to get my priorities straight. 
full, full disclosure. Writing about this time in my blessed life, I must admit, I relapsed into some disturbing, destructive patterns, and I conjured up unpleasant memories. I breathed a sigh of relief, grateful for the solace and the wisdom gained from my experiences. The heartache is over, but I recognize that I, if I am not true to myself, my empathic self, I can and will fall off the wagon. That's why they call it addiction, and I was addicted to food and work. A lack of knowing one's truth is hard to digest. Inner demons and energy vampires, vampires they're always lurking. I have learned that it is the fire of your passion and the light of your heart that keeps you balanced. This is a quote by Terry Tempest Williams. For far too long, we have been seduced into walking a path that did not lend us, lead us to ourselves. For far too long, we have said yes when we wanted to say no. And for far too long, we have said no when we desperately wanted to say yes. When we don't listen to our intuition, we abandon our souls. And we abandon when we abandon our souls because we are afraid if we don't, others will abandon us. Whoa. Thank you, Terry Tempest Williams and Donimals. But anyway, so the reason, like we can, we can talk to, listen to these health practitioners and figure out, okay, what to eat? Should we eat meat? Should we be a vegan? Should we do this? Should we do that? We can listen to all kinds of noise out there or we can choose to listen to us. That's having empathy. And I'm not saying don't listen, don't learn, don't educate yourself, but don't self doubt and give up on yourself. Right? So I'm going to encourage each and every one of you who are on this call today to go deep right now, to just take in a few breaths. And ask yourself, who am I? What do I love to do? And what is my purposeful why? Hmm. Every day, you wake up in the morning and you ask yourself those three questions. You are able to be empathetic to yourself. And when you are empathetic to yourself and you have empathy for you, you are 
able to be empathic. So thank you for everybody grabbing your drinks, your beverages, and without any further ado, I am gonna introduce you to this incredible woman, Tina Hull, who's pretty in blue today. And hi, Tina, wave to everybody. <laughs> Tina is a restorative health guide. She's a mindset coach and Acacia Records consultant. And she's gonna teach us a little bit about that today if you're not familiar. She helps people release and heal emotional wounds without having to relieve them so that they helping them relieve them so that they are happy they're connected to whom who they are meant to be she does this using her signature method called infinitely you tina's been practicing in the wellness field for over 28 years and she considers herself a restorative health coach that gives results and it was a title that was given to her during a meditation hmm Yes. While in Toronto, she Toronto, she had her own massage therapy. She did cranial sacral therapy and custom made foot orthotic in a clinic for six years because she understood that in Chinese medicine, when you when your feet, that's where all those points are, right? Those trigger points that help you get in touch with your whole being. After moving to the island of Nevis in the Caribbean, she began providing massage therapy and Tina has worked out of her clinic doing this for 13 years, along with coaching many people how to become the best version of themselves. The pandemic was a large push to move her business online and she has done that in such a way that it serves not only herself because she's empathic to her needs, but her clients who still rely on her for her patients, understanding and empathy. Tina uses her extensive background and passion and mind, body, heart and soul and levels to assist people to reach the ultimate goal of pain relief and a fulfilling life. So Tina, I am so grateful that you are here and I am gonna let you share more about all the emotional relief work that you do by asking you my first question for you, honey, again, and welcome so much. Thank you for taking time out of your day um, to be with us today. Everybody say, yay, welcome Tina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tell us your story and um, when did you realize that you were an empath and how has it served or, or harmed you? And how can we help people identify, um, you know, identify, define what empath is and uh, being an empath means or beyond being empathetic, okay? Can you, yeah. thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, Donna. And yes. thank you all for showing up and joining us. So, the definition of an empath, and I look up at the dictionary because everybody has a different definition and I just want to be on the same page. So it's a person with a paranormal ability and the emotional of another individual. So it can a whole lot of different ways. There are actually over 11 different types of empaths and there's over eight different kinds of clear senses, which are your psychic gifts, which a lot of us have as well. So when did I know? Probably 
defined a couple of years ago. <laughs> Oddly enough, I've always known something. So there, there's a clear sense called clear cognizance, and it's a clear knowing. I just knew. I knew what was going on with me. I trusted it. I developed it over the years. It kind of fell away um, through having kids and, and my husband, and then it came back in full force again. So I knew as soon, probably early, early high school, and I had this really deep connection with one of my cousins, and I knew she was upset. And so I had to wait desperately until six o'clock at night, because Donna, you'll remember the dial phones. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and our all phone calls were costing us. So we had to wait until six. And then after six, we had the specials. So we were able to make the phone call like 601 <laughs> and call her to find out she had a bad day. There was something wrong. So um, that was just one of many different circumstances throughout my lifetime. And a lot of it around my health has been just a knowing that I can heal. I don't, I need some assistance from the medical community, but the rest is up to me. And the rest is up to my body to heal. And then I've helped others to heal as well. So that's part of my story. Is there anything else, Donna, that you're wanting clarity on that? No, I just think that, um... You know, everybody who's listening to this, I, I would like to challenge everybody who's listening to this to think about a story, a time in your life where you might have thought, well, well, that, am, am I intuitive? Am I crazy? Am I psychic? I mean, some of these are woo-woo terms. Um, yeah. And, uh, and what's happening, what I really noticed, Donna, is, is thankfully for the internet, a lot of empaths are realizing that they're empaths. A lot of people still don't know that they're empaths. And a lot of people don't know why they're sick. And in my opinion, a lot of the reason why they're sick is because they are empathic, taking on other people's pain. And a lot of what's going on is that they're, because they don't know that they're empathic, they're not look, knowing to look for the information to learn about themselves or as a child they had these psychic gifts um, mediumship they could connect or speak with the other world on the spirit world they could see things that the rest of us couldn't see they they were connected on such a deep level and their parents or grandparents or somewhere along the road told them to stop mm. and so they tried or because they didn't know how to manage it, then they also felt the need to stop it or squelch it or bury it somehow because it was too much. It was too heavy. There's some um, people that I know that are amazingly uh, psychic and, and empathic on so many strong levels. They've become, they, they then become addicted. And so they do it because they're trying to stop who they are. And it 
it's a fear mode and it's a lack of understanding. And once you understand it, then you can embrace it. Because in my opinion, too many of us are rejecting it. It's a curse, it's not a gift. And because it's a curse, then they're trying to avoid it. When we try to avoid it, you're rejecting a part of who you are. Mm -hmm. So you can never be whole and you can never be in alignment. And you're always going to run from it because it's part of who you are. So that's really important for you to embrace that part of you and to know that you can manage it. Right. It takes some time, it takes a habit, it takes some effort, and it can be part of who you are. I've, I've just known my lifetime. I remember when I was walking, I worked at a, a sales company and I walked into the room, I was pregnant with my first daughter and I just felt the room was so heavy and it was just oh my gosh <laughs> i walked straight back out of the room and the receptionist looked at me and and she's like are you okay and i'm like no there's just too much energy in that room and i knew what to do and i protected my energy i literally put my hands out as far as they would reach i circled myself three times and then I went back into that room and I didn't feel all that negative energy again. Oh, that's amazing. That's good. I, I, I don't know if I could, uh, some, sometimes, you know, that, 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 that's a, a tool because I know when I walk into a room, um, I, I can read it like a book, whether it's going to be a thriller or a romance, I can see it from end to end, whether I'm supposed to be at this party or at this event, um, uh, you know, it, 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 I almost know it before I walk out my front door. Yeah. You know, that it's not going to be the right situation for me. And the best thing that I do is I just don't go. I, I find something else to do, right? But I'm going to try this walking in, in, in a circle. But the, the thing that we're, we're under, and it's really interesting because a lot of people on the call live today are um, in their 50s, 60s, and even 70s. And what you said, Tina, earlier was so perfect. And for you, the younger people who are listening to this, you know, we grew up post-depression. We grew up post-World War II. We grew up, you speak when you're spoken to on many, many accounts. We didn't grow up in this a new age, like, whoa, you know, it's okay to be a psychic. We grew up in the time when astrology, which was once the way they navigated the stars and that they did they learned science everything was and then that became like so woo woo right and and we, we we they blocked us women got burned at the stake for being in yeah and um we became militant or controlled and boxed in and what we're here and what we do at a dose of positivity is we take that positive energy and break down all of these walls because just like with tina what you just said that is so cool, great which i'd like you to elaborate on because when i i knew i had these empathic gifts ever since i'm a very little girl because and, and as you'll read if you haven't already read in my book i grew up with a nanny from the deep south who raised me because my mother was sick dying of cancer and she raised me and my kids and she was the ultimate empath i mean she i mean if there was no way and she said to me when i was five years old and this totally broke all barriers for me and changed my life and some of you might have heard this before, but it never can not hear these words enough. Mother dear would say to me, 
You may not like someone, child, but you have got to love them. There's so much hatred in this world. There ain't room for no more. <laughs> I love that. Those words like struck me to the core. I, at five years old, I mean, it was almost like, you know, like when you go to the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm free, I'm born again. And, and so, Tina, what I'd like you to talk about now is that to everybody who's listening to this, the freedom people are going to experience with this acceptance of being an empath and how to, you, like you said earlier, to protect yourself. You gave us the walking around three circles and, you know, putting the arm out. But what other things can can we do so we can let the cat out of the bag and feel good about who we are in someone yeah. else? Yeah, so um, we don't have to do that extreme. <laughs> That's what I did in the moment because I felt safe with the receptionist. Her and I had a good friendship and she was an aromatherapist. So we had had a conversation around um, this kind of healing and, and whatnot. If you're in a space where obviously you can't do that without looking a little weird, <laughs> You can literally close your eyes, take a nice deep breath, and you can all do it with me now. You can have your feet on the ground, and you're just going to ground yourself. So you can just vision roots coming from your feet, and it's anchoring you into the core of Mother Earth. You're taking some nice, deep, full breaths. And you're going to envision a shape. So it can be a bubble, it can be a cylinder, it could be a pyramid, whatever you're seeing, sensing, feeling, or knowing. Something will come up. You'll either see it, you'll just know that that's the shape, you'll hear it, or you'll just sense it. And then you're going to put a protective color. So ask the universe what your protective color is. It could be multiple colors. It could be rainbow color. Again, whatever you're seeing, sensing, feeling, or knowing, there's no wrong. And then you're just gonna feel that and set the intention that only love and light can come in and love and light goes out. So it's like a two-way filter. Breathe that in. you go about your day so you can do that before you know that you're going into a crowd especially if you're really sensitive around crowds you can go into that if you're going shopping because there's a lot of people that struggle with shopping because of uh, all the angst that goes in with shopping especially those who are on a budget and or if you're going into a family situation and you know that there's a lot of um, trauma, old habits of ways of being, that kind of thing. So there's lots of different circumstances, but if you do that before you go into these situations, then you can be more protected. And then you're less likely, A, to feel the intense emotions of other people, B, any physical pain of other people, and C, you're going to be more grounded, so you're less likely to get triggered. 
And when you're less likely to get triggered, then these circumstances aren't as heavy. Triggers, triggers, triggers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> triggers. And when, when we think about triggers, like a lot of people who they're founding and there's studies on this and actually will put in the chat, the medium link to my blog on how to avoid triggers. Um, tell, would you put that link into the medium blog? Um, on this because I have 10 different things to help you avoid these triggers and what Tina was just talking about is hugely important that breath that mindfulness um, <clears throat> there's a lot of empathic uh, eaters out there like when you think about addiction um, most people who have addictive problems not everybody some of it's genetic if you're in, in, uh, in indigenous cultures a lot of people are more prone to substance abuse with alcohol but there's all kinds of addictions but overeating and compulsive overeating which 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 i was i do what tina does a lot i mean okay i'm gonna have a little ice cream i'm not gonna have the whole pint or quart so it's not like we don't have to deprive ourselves no um but, all about balance mm -hmm. and it's also so you can also be addicted to drama <laughs> yes <laughs> and i've discovered that that was one of my things <laughs> recently being out of some drama in my personal life so i've been able to now see more clearly that's why it's so important for us as empaths to have some alone time have some space have some time to reflect and to really look into what's going right and what's not going right in our lives and and addicted to drama is because if you're used to it especially as a child then it's your safety it's your comfort zone it's what you know so then not being in it can be even harder for you not to be in it you know, I love that you're bringing this point up, Tina, because right now that with the addiction is up like 50% right now, people, uh, more people are on uh, antidepressants than ever in the history of time. And, and that includes more people in the world, except the ones that they're, we won't talk about genocide now in this conversation, but it's horrific to seeing these world events and what happened during COVID, um, it, it just brought in so much more isolation, but, I think it also gave a lot of us an opportunity um, during lockdown, being um, not out in crowds, um, having this alone time mm -hmm. uh, to either do one of almost two things, kind of not a whole lot in between. That's what happens when extreme events happen. Either you win or you lose, either you get COVID or you don't, either you go on drugs because you can't cope or you go into health, healthy body, healthy mind, filling your body with nutrient dense food, getting the right amount of sleep, supplementing your body properly, getting out into nature, fresh air, all the things we talk about here on a dose of positivity. Yeah. But when you're looking at the amount of the population, and if you guys know anybody who is struggling with any kind of addiction, there's a good chance they have empathic tendencies and bring them onto the show. Let's help together as a community, and or have them listen to this replay yeah, so. yeah the other thing donna sorry to cut you off um what i noticed too through the pandemic is that people's identity really shifted 
because they went from being most of their life being a, a worker bee mm-hmm. and now having to adapt and adjust to maybe the wife was at home, husband's at work, children are at school, to the wife having to deal with all of them. <laughs> The husband trying to figure out what the heck his role in it all is. The wife trying to figure out what her role is and being trying to be at all because as empaths, that's the, the wounded part of our empathy is that we have a tendency to over take care of people where um, we don't know boundaries and standards and we're being codependent. And so it's important for us to realize these things as well. And, and it can all shift. That's the good news is it doesn't mean that that's the way your life has to be. And that's the way your life is always going to be. If you're willing to make the change, the change can happen, but it all starts and ends with you. Mm-hmm. And as empaths, we overgive. We care about everybody else to the detriment of ourselves. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I agree with you, but I agree with there's a way to be a healthy empath. Oh, yeah, completely. That is really key because the world needs us empaths. I think everybody... No, I'm not not judging. I'm saying that most of us, in my experience, especially as women and as mothers, we overgive and we don't have those boundaries and we do it at the detriment of ourselves Mm -hmm. we're not not filling ourselves up we're not doing the self-care we're not taking care of what we want and need and sometimes I mean I for a long time didn't know what that was even because I I came to the Caribbean because my husband it's my husband's dream and so we ended up here we then he's a tennis coach focused on the girl's dream, which is to become pro-level tennis players. And I was probably in my mid-40s going, what do I want? (laughs) What's in it for me? (laughs) And I didn't know, and I had to figure that out. And I also found I didn't have high standards, I didn't have good boundaries, and I took care of everybody else except for me. And now that's totally shifted, but I've had to really make a concerted effort over it. It takes doing the work and it's acknowledging just like an addict has to acknowledge first, I am an addict, I am an empath and it's okay. And I don't have to be uh, beating myself up and not that they're the same, but actually what I would love to talk about now is, well, two things that I want to make sure we cover in the short time we have together is you keep using the word boundaries. And and I write about this and I coach with my clients about it. You know, people are always putting up walls and barriers and boundaries and no, don't, 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 you know, and, and it's so hard and heavy, you know, when you think about the wall, the Great Wall of China or the wall in Germany or the walls, just the mental walls that we put up. Mm-hmm. A lock on the refrigerator door. Um, it's, but when when I what I like to think about that is so important. What you're saying, uh, Tina, about you know how do we know how to protect ourselves without putting on a shield of armor, which I re- write about a lot in Living Like the Future Matters. And when that armor falls off, and how to allow that armor to fall off. And I have found um, a new, well, relatively new way of approaching 
barriers and walls and boundaries and that is using pillows because mm. they we can put a barricade of pillows remember when you were a kid and you built these forts and you know you wanted to have you know, all these soft pillows and blankets all over you and it's just like that you can be playing and the whole thing tumbles down and the walls fall down mm-hmm. and you can change the colors and the sizes and if you get angry at someone you can have a pillow fight or if you want to have fun too you can have a pillow fight without taking the bruises or the death penalty for for that so yeah. it softens the blow so it's a, it's a lot of way of, of like as an empath like thinking about uh how how we can protect ourselves without isolating ourselves because i know a lot of people they get so sensitive they don't even want to go out they don't even want to feel they won't don't want they see someone walking down the road and they got like turn around or you know put their gla- their dark glasses on and when they go out to the store you know whatever it is what we hide behind trust me i think we've all felt that way at some point yeah so what i taught you earlier in the evening about that those protective shapes are going to help you to be able to manage all of that The other thing is is that when I speak of boundaries, I'm not talking about walls. I'm talking about no means no and being able to say no in the first place, be able to honor yourself. So I had to learn this because my girls would come into the office because I work at a home. Mom, 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 can we do this? And before I would say, "Okay, give me five minutes and we'll go. And then I learned that that interrupts my day, throws me off my flow. So now I'll say to the girls, when I'm done, we can talk about it and we'll decide. So those are boundaries to me. Yeah, healthy boundaries. Up the wall. It's not being protective um, and being in your shell and it's not um, trying to avoid because there's also um spiritual bypassing and so what can happen if someone triggers you it's sometimes an opportunity for us to heal what needs to be healed mm. so it's it's an um it's a time to be reflective maybe not in the moment if it's too harsh if you can put that protective bubble around you if you've forgotten to do it before you're in the situation then do that or remove yourself and then you deal with it the other thing that a lot of us don't do is because our stress levels are so high and as empaths we take on all this either physical pain or emotional pain on to us and it it ends up hurting us even more so it starts to break down our body and when we're storing emotion as if it's ours or other people then it breaks down and we get the diseases we get the conditions we get illness we get a whole flurry of things right and at, you have to decide at one point that that's not going to be where you're going to be so we can flush these things out of us we have to check to see if the pain is even ours physical and or emotional and then if it is ours then we have to deal with it we can't keep mm. sweeping things under the rug and ignoring it and pretending it's not there that's not healthy and it's not healing and we can't move forward we're going to stay stuck in that cycle of trauma 
So it's important for us to, to acknowledge the pain, physical, mental, emotional, or even spiritual. And once we heal that, then we can come back to ourselves. Mm. My whole thing is about shedding all of it. <laughs> because when we were born, we were born divine human beings with no stuff, no crap, no nothing loaded onto us. You don't look at a child and go, you're a dummy. You don't look at a child and go, you're ugly. You don't look at a child and go, you're fat. You're not gonna do that. And somewhere along the road, we got all these messages. And these messages were habits of thought. And they play over and over and over again. And they become now a belief. So we have a choice, do we believe it or not? And when you're becoming more consciously aware of your thoughts and you're saying, hmm, that doesn't make any sense. I'll give you an example. For some reason, I had it in my head, I was a procrastinator. And I think what happened is that in, in university, I would procrastinate and wait until the last minute to study or hand in a report or hand in something. And I, myself, did the story that I was a procrastinator. But it carried on into my adult life. And I remember talking to a friend one day and I said, oh, I'm such a procrastinator. And she just kind of looked at me cross-eyed and she's like, Tina, you get more work done than I know that other people do. So how are you a procrastinator? And I had to really step back and look at that and then question it. Okay, what does it, what is a procrastinator and is it true? And where is that voice coming from? So this is something everybody can do. When there's that mind chatter in your head, you can question these things and you can decide that it's no longer serving you. It served you once before and now you can release it and let it go. Oh, that is so great, Tina. Yeah, and, and you know, how we judge ourselves, right? Um, and really when it comes down to it, when we know who we are, what we love to do and what our purposeful why is, we have more compassion for for ourselves because that means we're taking time for ourselves. Those three simple questions. Who am I? What do I love to do? Yeah. What's purposeful? Why? And then you're not procrastinating on the most important thing, which is your own personal self-care and looking at yourself and, and not being judging ourselves. Like we judge ourselves. Oh, I look fat. I don't look in that color. I used to think I looked terrible in yellow and it's become one of my favorite colors. Why? Because my mother told me yellow is not a good color for you. Either is red. So I never had anything yellow or red when I was growing up. Oh, look at me. I got a yellow song. I got yellow on. But it took me like, you know, 50 years to figure out that maybe my hair color changed or something <laughs> that I look good in. And then one day somebody gave me this dress. And then, and, and every time I when, when I wore it, everybody said, God, you look great in yellow. And it was like, wow, if I only listened to my myself or took the time to look at myself, right? Taking that time for ourselves and awareness because we're not aware so this is why it's so important for us to be, pay attention to that subconscious thinking what's that mind chatter saying 
And then we can, once we're aware of it, we can write it down and we can look at it and we can really become, I become the investigator or the observer. So literally I'll have not an out of body experience, but I can, it's, it's really amazing how it develops. But at this point I can literally watch myself and what I'm saying and thinking, and then I can realize what's being said and thought and why is it really true? And if it's not true, who's it coming from? And then I can just release it and let it go. So it's all a process and it's not gonna happen overnight, but it's, it's also about accepting where you are right now, breathing into who you are, and then journeying to where you wanna be. And it's all a journey, it's all a process. There's layers and layers of healing that need to be done. Just last week, I remember saying something to one of my coaches. <laughs> there was something that came up and I'm like, oh, damn, I thought I healed that already. And I had on some level, but there's always levels and there's layers. And it, you know, I'm in my fifties now. so got 50 plus years of all that layering so we've just got to be gentle with ourselves absolutely and you know it's really interesting because and I'm bringing this back to COVID because it's still so relative because COVID is still happening mm -hmm. and how important it is for us to there's a lot of stuff out there um the world's coming to the end um how to be prepared um there's a world war three is happening um um there's so much happening in in the media that we uh if we don't know those answers to those questions who am i what i love to do my purposeful why but in all these tips that tina is giving us to help us to shield from that because all of those things are like they're not that they're not real but the reality is how you deal with it and how you deal with what's going on is what's real. And I know some of the people on this call, I see Joy on here, you know, you have a purpose, you know, to really educate people what's going on. But it's so cool that people who are coming also on this call are people who need to hear what Tina has to say. So it's so important because we can push and we can push and we can, you know, just say, we've got to do this and we got to stop doing this. And we have this and, uh, you know, and get all caught up in this, an, a, a real negative uh, catch 22. Yeah, it's the downward spiral. It's a downward spiral. Yeah. And so it's a really important to refuel ourselves. Like I am drinking a green drink right here with celery, cucumber, arugula, parsley um some cherries because they were frozen for ice organic cherries cherries are super good for your nervous system super good for magnesium calcium really good high in fiber and then i have my power shake because i use it from purium which actually if you read my newsletter you can check out that but i drink this like all day long in, in addition to eating really nutrient-dense foods but fortifying with food is one one way but fortifying with what you guys are doing today showing up and listening to tina is huge it's yeah, huge for your vagus nerves your nervous system and all the stuff that we're talking about 
because you're going to be nothing but a soapbox and a wah, crazy person because we all know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So we got to take time. Like Tina's saying, I mean, there's different ways we can protect ourselves and fortify ourselves. And if we look at food as fuel and not as an addiction, it gives us energy and doesn't drain us. If we look at going to bed at the right time of, and, and getting our, our seven to nine hours of sleep and the older we get, I'm sorry, the younger you are, the baby, and the older you get, it's kind of like that sleep thing. <laughs> Critically important for especially empaths, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, being in nature, having having salt baths um, can remove some of this layering of, of either emotions or physical pain that we've taken on. Uh, I stopped watching the news eight, eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love being informed and aware and I will check out the news on the internet so I can select what I watch um, but I it was hurting my heart literally I could just feel my heart palpitating because of all the, it's nothing positive it's mostly negative and it's just really draining so be selective in your watching of the news maybe do it once a day and I wouldn't sit there for hours at a time. You know, they do their news cycles. So they have about 45 minutes per uh, person that they usually work with. So whoever you really like to watch, pay attention to that news cycle and then just let it go. And if you really feel it in your heart when you're watching the news, then put those protective bubbles around you, those shapes, and then that will also help you from not being drained through the, the whole thing as well. So it's good to be informed. It's good to care. So I'm not saying don't care, but I'm saying don't care at the detriment of yourself. So it's, you are the number one focus in, in your life. And if we all just focused on us, the world would be a better place. No one else is gonna fill us up, period. Yeah add to your growth and your expansion or they can take you down a negative rabbit hole but it's our responsibility to do us and yeah. to fill us up to love ourselves to give back to ourselves to do what we love to do have fun play yeah get back to that childlike wonder dream daydream yeah i love that you know what, just just you saying that, Tina, is is, is really the culmination of everything when, when, when what we're talking about. Like a child is born an empath. They're sensitive. They, 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 they knew who they are, what they love to do, and they know what their purposeful why is. Maybe not as to like stop 5G or to um, run for president. No, stop. No. But they they know what their basic needs are they they know that they are born with love and compassion and maybe some pain i mean so trust me all babies aren't born into a perfect world but like you said earlier all these layers of things they compound and then they build we build these barriers and then walls and we forget that we have these empathic psychic intuitive 
um, just like an animal. Like that's why I animalize and I write about it in my book, Living Like the Future Matters throughout the whole book. It's so important to watch and observe animals and to remember that we are nature and that we are animals. And, and, and that we, like you just said, like this childlike thing to play and dance and prance and, and, and take time to smell the flowers. Mm-hmm. But I, I love we have, have um, someone who made a comment in the chat and it's true. Like there's this collective reality that is exposing deep abuse and suffering and it's very painful. And, yeah. and, and it stirs up anger and, oh, Sharon Sawyer's in the house. Um, it stirs up all this anger. It stirs up humiliation. Um, you, you, you totally, you know, you, you're at the mercy of this collective energy that says, we got to do this. We got to bring And I'm not saying that we don't have to do things. But showing up here and talking about positive waves, take care of ourselves, a spa day, a self-help day, so that when we go back to that collective energy, Joy, who wrote this comment, that we come in, we are that light being, we are that love, we bring that positive. We remind people in that collective energy, in that collective group, that if they don't know who they are, what they love to do and what their purposeful why is, and they're ranting, that people aren't gonna listen. But when we come in, with love and we come in with that that is the secret weapon Mm -hmm. when you walk into a room and your vibration is high yes you're filled up and you are overflowing onto everybody else you're not even that kind of stuff in your area has not even become part of your awareness you're not gonna notice all that anger and that frustration and because you're not gonna feel it because you're vibing up here. So vibration and frequency and energy is part of being an empath. And when we feel the lower vibrations, that's when we're also in a low vibration. So we're in that kind of state and we're feeling these low vibration energies. So when we do us and we fill ourselves up and we walk into a room up here, you'll see a huge difference in how everybody else reacts and responds to you. Yeah. Because they will feel that's not even available. Yes. Yes. You know those people that walk into the room and you just kind of turn your head and you're like, damn, I wish I was like her. (laughs) She's just got an aura about her. She's got strength and she's in her power and she's just owning who she is. Yeah. That is who we can be, especially as empaths. Because we have the intuition. That's the gift of of being an empath is having our intuition. And when we connect and tap into that, we are unstoppable. Love it. You know what? This is so great because somebody's writing some really cool stuff in the chat, which I just love. It makes me crazy. You guys, I love it when you put things in the chat. It really fires up the conversation, but we don't have that much time, but I really, really want to cover this because this is going to help everybody who's putting these comments in here is like, well, what do you do? I mean, the opposite. Let's talk about the opposite and how to identify this so that we can be the change. Like, what is the opposite of an empath, right? Yeah. So the opposite of an empath, unfortunately, is a narcissist. (laughs) 
I had to look that up, Donna, because I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I wrote it in my newsletter. You guys tell, put that newsletter in there in the chat again so everybody reads it. Yes, yeah. the opposite of an empath is a narcissist. Yeah. You guys know what it feels like to be uh, with uh, around the narcissist. Imagine being in a room of narcissists or in the collective energy or collective bubble of narcissists. And then you're an empath. Yeah. It's Maybe it's time to find another circle of people, like the people on this call. We are empathic people. We are kind, conscious. We are here because we are solutionists. We are here because we came for a dose of positivity, not for bullshit and someone putting you down or, or, or telling you the world's gonna fall apart or <laughs> you know? So it, not, that, not that we can't be part of fixing that, but we have to get our fix. I mean, we have to shoot ourselves up for positivity and love, not drugs and, and abuse but from narcissists. <laughs> and I wasn't stuttering because there's <laughs> many of them. There's plurals there, but we need to turn that like the pyramid upside down of the food pyramid. We need to turn the consciousness, conscious cures upside down and all around and focus on people like Tina Hall here, who's given her uh, 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 some, precious part of her day to share her wisdom and we haven't even gotten we're going to have to have you come back on again um and to talk about the acacia uh i always yeah records which is if you haven't heard of that tell maybe you could put that in the chat too the acacia records um is a way of, of healing our past traumas and um and i want all of you to take down uh, if you haven't gotten my newsletter take down in the chat there and we'll also put it in the replay link the i spent hours uh researching you know and this is a really good thing too like what is an empath and how do i know so much about it and how do i know i'm one and how do you know if you're one or not one and all of that good stuff and why emotional eating and, and addiction and all these things we're talking about a lot of it leads back to being an empath and not having your needs fed and not being filled up with understanding and appreciation or someone saying to you, you speak when you're spoken to. Okay. That's just one example. Or you're not allowed to feel that. You're not allowed to feel that. Oh, you're especially. not allowed to feel that. That's you buck up, chin up, you know, whatever the phrase is that your, your parents said. And, and a gentleman reminded me a couple weeks ago, we were having a conversation because I did a Facebook Live on my page about emotions. And he was saying, well, as men, you know, we're not allowed to have emotions. And I said, well, yeah, you are. And as a child, you were probably told you can't. So it's, again, understanding where we're at and, and understanding that emotions are a gift they're a part of our internal guidance system if you know what your emotion is and if it's negative there's a thought behind it which is negative and then your actions are going to react and respond to those thoughts so if you figure out why you're feeling the way you're feeling then that's one way also to unravel your unconscious mind and figure out what's running behind your show and the reason why you're stuck feeling like you're 
unloved, unworthy, undeserving, not good enough, all these mm -hmm. beliefs that we carried for so long. That's so great. And somebody wrote a comment in the chat. I love this. It's perfect to say it right now. Whoever comes near becomes clear because you attract that. Just bingo. Mm -hmm. Right? Like Whoever that. comes near becomes clear because you are giving off, you're attracting like that magnet. A few weeks ago, Alfonso was on, uh, Alejandra was on, and he was talking about that magnetic connect connection. If you haven't listened to that episode, that was really good. Um, tell maybe you could put that in the chat or you guys just go to the YouTube station and you can um, find that uh, replay but we were it's, it's very clear what uh, Tina's saying there and what all of us know I mean what you attract you attract your you attract your tribe you your vibe attracts your tribe yep and I am so glad that you guys are all part of this tribe and um, I, I want to just give a minute now because we're at our hour here, Tina, for you to give any closing that you want to say and share with everybody and tell is putting in uh, the chat how to get a hold of you. And um, it'll be on all the replay channels as well. If anybody wants to reach out to Tina, I think you give a free consultation. Is that correct? If people want some empathic love from Tina or you can get a free consultation from me anytime too. Um, if you're not getting my newsletters, um, I'll make sure that those newsletter links will be in the replays. And um, so Tina, um, please close us out with some, some, some Tina love and um and then anybody who wants to stay on afterwards we're going to go check out and see how the pineapples grow and the, and that's and where the bananas flow <laughs> so my last parting words are love yourself we will never get what we need deserve and should have from anybody else period there's external validation will never come Someone will always disappoint us, always let us down. So we have to, it's our responsibility to love us, embrace us, brace your gifts. This is truly a gift. And if you learn how to manage it, you learn how to embrace it and protect your energy, there really is no limit. You, we have the privilege of being an empath. And it's just, the greatest joy. I am so connected with my higher self and it guides me in my daily choices. It guides me in my decisions for business. It actually helps me create programs, <laughs> which is really cool. And so I am tapped into the needs of everybody else, but I never at the, at the detriment of myself I'm not energetically drained. If anything else, I'm more energized because I love this kind of group call. I love working with lots of people. And if it makes me a little concerned when I hear healers say they feel so drained after working with people. I'm like, okay, maybe it's time to work with me. <laughs> so it's just, it's important to focus on you and it's important for us to really look at healing what needs to be healed. 
but it's part of our journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Tina Hall. And thank you so much to everybody who showed up today to be the best version of yourself and showing up for another epic episode of A Dose of Positivity. I am so grateful to all of you and go out there and make it a fantastic day. Put out your feelers and your antennas and let yourself be you. Okay, big, big love and aloha to everyone. Aloha, thanks Donna. Thank you so much, Tina.